Experience Milwaukee is presented by Few Spirits, Indeed Brewing, Cost Stereophones, and Transfer Pizzeria Cafe. Their generous support allows us to highlight all aspects of the city of Milwaukee, something we've been doing since 2018. Thanks for listening, and now, on to the show with Milwaukee's very own Black Belt Theater. I started few with nothing. My only cha- my only ability to compete is to have something that smells or tastes different and hope that somebody else likes my smell or taste better than they like somebody else's. All right, Adam, what do you got? You got a question here? Um, I think we should start off with uh, what our friend David said was a very basic question, but I think it's a question a lot of people don't know the answer to fully. Which I think is, people get confused. I think it's so too. Which true. is what's the difference between bourbon whiskey, Irish whiskey, Scotch? Yeah. So I mean, it's it's a simple answer, and everybody always asks the question. They're always all sheepish, <laughs> and there's just no reason. It's not a stupid question. People don't know, and that's that's okay, man. It's yeah. all right to not know. It's all right. Be curious. Be curious. But so when I kind of talk about it, you know, he has this somewhat specific question. When I talk about it, I usually try to go at the very top. And then you just kind of drill down. So spirits distilled from grain are whiskey. Spirits distilled from fruit are not whiskey. <laughs> are not that. So that's not that. Yeah. Um, and so I sound, like an, you know, I sound like a jag off when I say stuff like that, but I'm just trying to go super simple and then sure. we'll develop it in. But a spirit distilled from grain uh, is whiskey, at least under certain circumstances. So now when you start talking about scotch, you know, so scotch is a whiskey, uh, but it's made under the laws of Scotland. <laughs> Scottish. Oh, weird. It's regional. Yeah. Right. So I'm, if I'm going too fast for you, slow me down. <laughs> We're looking at you, champagne. <laughs> <laughs> um, Irish whiskey. Now I'm going to blow your mind with this one, but Irish whiskey is whiskey distilled in ireland oh so far apart from that scotland area right i've never heard of it (laughs) so that's a little bit different now where it starts to get a little bit more or at least less rudimentary is we start talking about bourbon and rye so bourbon is a whiskey so another way you can think about is like think about venn diagrams those big circle diagrams that you did in probably fifth grade uh, back when you hated it, and you're like, oh, Mr. Johnson, stop this. This is terrible. I'm never going to use this. <laughs> I'm never going to use Venn diagrams, man. <laughs> um, so bourbon is a whiskey. So it's a smaller circle inside the bigger circle. Uh, bourbon is a whiskey that is distilled from a mash bill of at least 51% corn. Uh, it's distilled to at least, I'm sorry, to at most 160 proof. Uh, it is entered into a new oak barrel that has been charred at less than 125 proof. It's bottled at more than 80 proof and is made in America. So there's a lot of these little kind of like, and this is true and this has to be true and this has to be true for it to be labeled bourbon. Uh, rye whiskey, almost identical rules to bourbon, but rye whiskey is made from at least 51% rye rather than corn, and rye does not have to be made in America. So 
it's somewhat simple, but until you know, you just don't know. Well, and I mean, you can get caught up in a couple of rule changes along the way, too, where you're like, oh, wait, I'm in Canada. Crap, right. I, can't, <laughs> I can't call this bourbon. So you can, you can make yeah. the exact same whiskey, but if you make it in, say, for example, Windsor, it's not bourbon. Right. You make yeah. it across the river in Detroit, you got bourbon. Yep. Um, I think, uh, yeah, some, and some people think bourbon is only made in, certain, in like, one state. Correct. Yeah. Or some in people think that, but yeah, that's yeah, not true. That, right, like right, Tennessee right. or Kentucky are yeah. the only places you can do bourbon. But yeah, that's a good point. Right. So yeah, lots of places think you can only make bourbon in Kentucky, but that's yeah. not true. Only in America, and you know, Kentucky is a, obviously a part of America, mm-hmm. uh, but you can make bourbon in Wisconsin. You can make bourbon in Milwaukee. My friend Guy Rehorse makes some great stuff up there. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, you can make Thank bourbon you. right here in Evanston, Illinois. You can make great bourbon lots of places. I love being in this room. I love the, you know, David... Who, David Fockel, who's with us today, um, you know, mentioned the, just the smell of this place is amazing. And it smells so good. Yeah. We're not even it's mashing amazing. right now. Like, when you come in here, we're just mashing. It's oh. like, whoosh. It's so intense with the smell, but it's awesome. It, it is. It's great. And uh, so, yeah, kudos to that. So what's, um, since the last time we had you on, what's new in the product lineup? And, I mean, we had you on, like. It's about a year ago. It was about year. a year, yeah. Yeah, about a year so, ago. I mean, I did a quick little guest appearance in Milwaukee last week at, on 414. Oh, no, on the, on the Milwaukee Day episode. Yeah, yeah. Was that last week, yeah. two weeks ago? That was last, last week. week. Yeah. Last week, Wednesday. The calendars yeah. don't matter so much anymore. I know. <laughs> they I know. Don't. Last week, two months ago, I forget. It's sometime. But no, was, we were on last summer. I uh, did a fantastic event over at Black Sheep. Um, great stuff. And you know, the product line remains somewhat consistent, but last fall we introduced what we're calling our Immortal Rye Whiskey. Which is which delicious. I, I believe that's, is that what's in your glass right now? It sure is. Not mine. That's yeah, in sure Adam's, is. yeah. And yeah. Uh, it is dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, super cool product. It's our rye whiskey brought down to bottle strength with uh, eight immortals oolong tea. And so yeah, we talked a little bit about what whiskey is. Since we're using tea rather than water to bring it down to strength, it's not really whiskey anymore. Um, but we tell you exactly what it is on the label. It says it's rye whiskey with oolong tea. Mm-hmm. And you know what's in the bottle? Rye whiskey, whiskey and oolong tea. with oolong tea. Yeah. <laughs> and a yeah. couple of spreadsheets, I'm told. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no sugar. There's no artificial flavorings. There's no nothing you wouldn't serve your mother as long as you like your mother. Um, <laughs> it's, and uh, people are really getting into it. People like it because it's new. It's different. Yeah. And it tastes good without adding all that other stuff into it. And that's what I find out. Oh, that's what I find so unique. That was um, kind of like this. I, I feel like it was a similar product to the cold cut. Exactly. Where you um, diluted with cold brew with coffee. Cold brew coffee, yeah. Instead of water, right? Yeah, so okay. this last fall, we introduced the Immortal Rye. The year prior to that, we introduced the cold cut bourbon, which is the same concept as the Immortal Rye, mm-hmm. or I guess reversed based on the way time works. Uh, but uh, the cold cut bourbon is our bourbon whiskey cut down to proof with cold brew coffee. Yeah. And so with the cold, you know, the cold cut, you get the sweet notes of coffee, the chocolate, the nuttiness, without the bitter, without the acid. And it's the same thing. No sugar, no artificial flavors, no nothing that's not on the label. Mm-hmm. You know, the contents are right there. It's bourbon whiskey with cold brew coffee. <laughs> We're not <laughs> – there's nothing behind the curtain, guys. It's just – there's this is what it is. A few ingredients. A few. Just a few, few ingredients. Just a few good things. I love, uh, so both of those have 
sort of enabled me to experiment with different um, uh, bitters. Mm -hmm. And um, like I've tried Manhattans, I've tried Old Fashions, just kind of mixing it up with different things. And um, the flavors that come from those whiskeys are just incredible. So I yeah, love there's, them. Uh, there's some fantastic bitters makers up there. Uh, Bitter Cube, if you uh, don't know those guys, they're awesome. I have 11 different yeah. bitters in my house <laughs> yeah. right now, yeah. Um, I just bought uh, Trinity from them. It's uh, oh, like yeah. a mix of cinnamon, orange, and cherry. You were telling me about so that. So good. One. Yeah, that's so a good. cool. That's a unique flavor. So, uh, are, anything else new? Did no, we I mean, we're working on stuff? some stuff. Uh, we are. This is our tenth anniversary year. Ah. So we've got a tenth anniversary release coming out in the fall. I don't know the date yet. Um, we just got the print proofs for the labels. And it's nice. like the first time in my life where I've seen something on a computer screen and then seen it in real life. And it looks better in real, real life. life. Yeah. Like, I awesome. didn't think they were going to be able to, like, the design that we picked, I really didn't think was going to translate to real life very well. Whole was I wrong. Yeah, I saw uh, Adam on Zoom and then in real life, and I was really yeah, disappointed. Yeah, it's got to be disappointing, yeah, disappointing man. Yeah. I do the, the uh, glow up. On the Zoom yeah, call with, yeah. Uh, yeah, with the uh, cool. heart eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with the cool green we're, uh, screen background. <laughs> and we've been collaborating with a pretty major rock band for the last little over a year now. And that'll be out this fall. Uh, we've been working with a band called Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Oh, yeah. I heard you mention that somewhere else. Um, yeah. So we're super excited for that to come out because that is an amazing whiskey that we're real excited about because, you know, we all, you know, creativity is creativity but it expresses itself a whole bunch of different ways. Like we express ours with whiskey, you know, rock guys express it in music yeah. and you know, everybody does their creativity a little bit different. And so when you get creative people from two different fields working together, yeah. it's really cool. Cause we don't know, we don't know each other's rules. Yeah. You and so kind of sky's it. the limit. Yeah. Like you could do crazy shit cause or crazy stuff. Uh, you could do crazy stuff when you're <laughs> doing that cause it's do different. <laughs> Do you, do you consider yourself a creative? Yeah, I'd like to. I mean, it's probably yeah. a little egotistical to say. No, I, I think I think the opposite. We're I think podcasters and we create. I think a lot of people. Creatives. Yeah, I think a lot of people create and don't don't consider themselves a yeah. creative. I certainly would consider you one, and uh, good to hear that you do the same. No, I mean we try, and the creativity is what I really like to do, and I've spent a lot of my life creating stuff that I'm you know, maybe I'm not all that good at. But you can love creating, and that's yeah. the goal. Yeah. I just got really lucky that I found something that I really enjoy creating, and I'm really good at. You're pretty good at. Yep. So yep. I got lucky. Um, it took me you know, more than 40 years to figure it out, but I got there. Yeah. And I think it takes a lot of people that time, that it's much okay. time. Yeah. What's, uh, all right, this is like picking kids. What's, <laughs> what's your favorite few right now? Do you have you one? Know, I don't have a favorite. Like, if it's something we don't like, we don't make it. Yeah. So the fact that we're releasing it means that we like it. We love it, yeah. Uh, and it's just like my kids. Like, my kids are always trying to convince me that they're, that they're my favorite. And I was like, well, you're my favorite oldest daughter. You're my favorite son. And you're my favorite youngest daughter. Like, you're all my favorites. Uh, few bourbons are number one seller. Uh, I love that. It keeps the lights on. Yeah. Few rye gets us all the hype in the world. <laughs> I love that. It brings attention to the brand. It gets people excited. We get press. People are talking about it. 
uh, cold cut, immortal. These are my little babies. They're kind of coming out there. It's this new yeah. little thing that no one's really done before. It's really exciting because it's new. It's different. It's this, again, it's the creativity that we get to unleash that, hey, I made this. And this is really fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. And like you can watch people taste it for the first time. And you can just watch their body language. He starts off with the arms crossed, probably leaning back a little yeah, bit. I don't like, know if I'm right. going to like this. Coffee and whiskey. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How dare you? How yeah. dare you mess with my bourbon? And they try it. They're like, ooh, so don't tell me more. And all of a sudden, instead of leaning back, arms crossed, they're leaning in. Their eyes open up a little bit. And they're like, how did you make more. this? This is incredible. Yeah. Do you, do you have any thought when you're making on I want I want someone to be able to drink this on its own knowing they can add whatever they want to it and it'll be even better just great just fine but do you think I want to make something that people also can I know for sure they can just enjoy on its own or does that not really matter in the process not to dodge the question but there's really two answers uh when we're first creating we don't worry at all Mm -hmm. we worry about what we think is going to be fun is this project going to be fun? Am I going to enjoy this? Is this something I think is cool? Is this something I think is going to be interesting? Is this something that I think someone's going to want to drink? I don't care. Yeah. I care. Is this going to be fun to make? So we make it. Once we make it, if we pretend that I actually end up liking it. Yeah. So in the event that I make something and it sucks, well, that's kind of the end of it. That's okay. I had my fun. I made it. It sucks. We're going to go ahead and move on now. Those times when I make something and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is pretty good. This is kind of what yeah. I was hoping it was going to turn out like. Then you start worrying about stuff like that. You start worrying about, you know, is this something that I can then sell? Yeah. Is this something I can get into a distribution network? Is this something that a person out there in the world can drink once and then come back to because they want to? You know, it's... I just had this discussion with a big whiskey critic. I'm like, it's pretty easy to innovate and make something that people are going to want to try once. Mm-hmm. You can not, you know, it's a notch on your Glen Karen glass. Yep, I tried yep. that. It was pretty good. I kind of liked it. It was this. It was that. You know, people are going to make up their whatever they're going to have their attitude on towards the product. They try it once and they go back to drinking what they normally drink. For me to want to release something commercially. I really need it to be something that someone can drink and go, hmm, I want to drink that again. Cause I want to remember this. I remember yeah. that. I, I really enjoyed this. I want this to be a part of my life because that's when you're going to have a product that can, that can sell. Yeah. Uh, everybody will try something once. Hey, man, we want to try this whiskey? <laughs> Hell yeah, I want to try that whiskey. <laughs> it's free, right? Yeah, it's free, totally Adam. Yeah. Oh, it's free? Yeah, I'll try that. So... Who becomes your guinea pigs yeah. for stuff like this? Is we were this talking like about a- this. We were talking about this on the drive here. It was like, uh, you know, who who are the guinea pigs? And also, like, when your friend, friends and family come over, are they like, hey, Paul, like, hook us up? Yeah, what do you got going <laughs> on? Here? Uh, or are you like rolling out the the rail gin for them? Yeah. They're like, here, you guys <laughs> can have this stuff. Yeah, pond's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know. We're a small company, so a lot of it just really becomes, it's us, and it's us in this room as we're trying to decide, you know, is this, 
is this really something we want to get behind? Okay. Because if you ask people what they want to buy, they will, in fact, lie to you. Yes. Guaranteed. Totally. Uh, one of the only places in the world where people will 100% of the time tell the truth is in the checkout line. Yeah. Yep. Whether or not they're going to buy right. it. Whether or not you're going to buy it, well... Yeah. Hey, we want to buy this. You know, hey, could you, you want to go to the store and buy this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll go buy that next time. I'm, you know, next time I'm over at uh, Otto's, I'll go buy some few. Well, they're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. But when they're in the line at Otto's with a bottle of few spirits, they're not lying. They're going to buy yeah. it. Yeah. And so it's really tough to go out and ask people, hey, do you, do you like this? Would you buy this? Because they're not going to tell you the truth. And it's not because they're being jerks. It's because nobody wants to say no. Yeah. Um, That's a good point. So we just kind of look at it and go, all right, is this really fun? Yes. Is it really good? You know, if it's gotten to this point where we're having this conversation that, you know, is it good matters. If we're just screwing around, we don't care if it's good or not. But if we're talking about releasing something that people are going to drink, you know, damn well better be good. Yeah. <laughs> is this something that somebody can come back to again? Is it just a, what I call stupid distiller tricks? Because... I'm old. Um, stupid distiller tricks. Yeah, I'll try that. I'll try that. You can take it into a sales meeting and, yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. Do you want to buy it? No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I'm well, glad I tried it. Well, touche. Touche. Yeah. Um, is this something I'm going to want to talk about three to four times a day for the next 10 years? Because that's what it's going to, if we release something, I'm going to be talking about it three or four times yeah. a day for the next yeah, 10 years. Yeah. Yep. So, if I'm not excited about it, how long is it going to be before that story gets really boring? Because I'm not a really good actor. I just, <laughs> I don't care. You're a real dude. You're a real dude. Like, the honesty shows. Yes. Like, I, if I'm not excited about it, I'm not going to bullshit you. Mm-hmm. So if I'm sitting here talking about, hey, man, we're really excited about Immortal Rye, you know why? Because you are. Because we're really excited yeah. about excited Immortal about, Rye. Yeah. It's fun. It's cool. It's exciting. It's delicious. <laughs> People taste it and they come back to it and it gets exciting and it's cool. I'm like, oh, well, you know, we did a cotton candy vodka and that was, <laughs> that was there. And, you know, yeah, you know. That was really fun on the 4th of July. Yeah. During yeah the summer. And, you know, that was yeah. sold like a lot. Yeah. It sold. Uh, yeah. You know, we put it in <laughs> at the liquor store by the high school and it was a number one shoplifting thing. <laughs> That's not how we do it. <laughs> That's not who we are. Do you ever get, uh, you, you said, hey, we're a small company, right? Do you ever get uh, people that say that they thought you were bigger than what you are? <laughs> because I see you in the, uh, in the big stores. Mm-hmm. I see you in the neighborhood stores. In fact, one of my favorite neighborhood secret spots to get bourbon, you uh, made it to the secret location in that store where he puts only the things that he doesn't want everyone to get to but they can see it but it's kind of the special area Mm -hmm. and he had the rye uh your rye back there awesome and then you're in the you're on the um subscription some of the subscription services oh yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah you've managed to be you know to do really well with distribution how does how does that play with the size or, you know, how do you do, how do you handle it? Like size is always an interesting one because you know, we are a small company and depending, but depends how you measure it. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're measuring me against craft spirits, 
Well, you know what? Yeah, we're, we're one of the larger craft spirits companies in the country. You know, the few rye is the number one selling grain to glass craft rye in the U.S. Few bourbons are number two selling grain to glass craft bourbon in the U.S. That's cool. You know what that means in the real world? Is that it takes me 10 days to make what Jim Beam spills every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So are we big? Yeah. Are we small? Yeah, we're actually really pretty damn small. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, our yearly production is less than the daily production at lots of distilleries. Uh-huh. Um, so we're small. I, I think we are small. And yes, people often are like, you guys are everywhere. And you come into our facility here where, we, where we're yeah. sitting right now. Yeah. And it's, yeah, we make everything we make out of 2,700 square feet. Um, yes, we've got some barrel warehouses where we store our barrels. And it's, you know, we've got 9,000 barrels now. But I think, I think of us as a small company. I mean, there's five people that work here. Nice. Um, I know their measurements were huge, right? So, I mean, like, Beefeater's Gin employs fewer distillers than we do. They sell a lot more gin than we do. They sell a lot more of everything than we do. By thousands of times, you know, <laughs> we sell, it takes Beefeater's the first couple hours of the year to sell what we're going to sell that whole year. Uh-huh. But I've got more distillers than they do. Um, it's crazy. You know, so are we big or are we small? I, a, I don't really get tied up in it. To me, we're just a small company. Yeah. Perspective. <laughs> yeah, it's a game of perspective. Where, uh, where do you fall on the old-fashioned map? Love them, like them, hate them? Uh, you know, it's not my jam. Yeah. Uh, love them, respect them. I find most old fashions too sweet for my personal taste. I don't have a sweet tongue. What's your favorite um, drink? Negroni's. Negroni's oh. and Boulevardier's. I like a little more bitter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the Boulevardier, you do get some nice sweetness. So it's not like it's so far over. Um, I've had great Manhattans that I really enjoy, but they can Manhattans can be a little bit sweet too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can. Um, if you go a little heavy on that sweet vermouth, it's going to be a say, little sweet. As soon as you hit the sweet vermouth too hard, you're like, yeah. I know uh, what that I did. said, I love a good Wisconsin old fashioned. I mean, that brandy makes a difference, and I prefer a brandy old fashioned to the whiskey old fashioned. Are you a supper club kind of guy? I yes, do love no? a good supper club. Yeah, okay. <laughs> give me a little fish fry. Give me a fish boil going on there. Get me that carpeting that runs right <laughs> up to the top of the bar. Yep. Yes, please. <laughs> yep. Four to five is their hot hour. Yes, of, please. Uh, people oh, coming in. Can we get a Four little mountain fish up on the wall? <laughs> yeah. Marge is over in the corner. Marge. <laughs> Marge has been bartending there for 55 yeah. years. Yeah. yeah, Chuck's playing piano. Yep. That's, uh, that's some good drinking and good eating <laughs> right there. What, uh, what, what do you see as kind of the big opportunities over the next year or three? I think we've got a lot of opportunities in the spirits world, just kind of coming out of the disaster that we've been facing. Um, There's a lot of great opportunities to kind of get back and really move the business in a new direction that historically it was just kind of shoehorned in, but with a lot of the changes in regulations over the last year, I think there's some really neat opportunities for great ways to communicate with people and share what you're doing and share what we're all doing yeah. and become that part because the way people are thinking about a lot of things have really changed and mm-hmm. people are valuing people are valuing various aspects of their life differently mm-hmm. and they're really finding that, no, if I really want this, I need to support it. 
um, you know, we get an awful lot of people that, oh, I'm so glad you're here. Um, you know, my friends and I were just drinking a bottle of Jack Daniels and we were talking about how wonderful Few is. And you, about a year ago, those conversations ended. And the conversations much more moved into me and my friends were drinking a bottle of Few and we were commenting on how we don't miss Jack. <laughs> and, or, you know, two years ago, you know, I'd bring a bottle of wine to a party. Now I bring a bottle of few because these are the things that are important to me. Or, you know, I'm bringing a bottle of Kinnikinnik whiskey because the things that are important to me are the local community. And I want to be supporting the small companies. Mm -hmm. I want to be a part of... I want to be a part of the community that's around this. People are less focused on what can I buy that's going to get me the most ripped. And people are much more focused on what can I buy that's really going to be in line with who I am as a person. What do I care about? Yeah. yeah and so it's, there's been a lot of changes over the last year where people are really putting, you know, they're really putting their money where their mouth is and going, yes, if I really want if I really value living in this neighborhood with this amazing pizza place, I need to go buy pizza at that pizza place. A lot. If I really like having small batch craft spirits, I need to not go, oh, I'm so glad they're there. I need to actually buy the small batch craft spirits. Mm -hmm. Hey, I love beer. I want I want to support the small brewery. I want to support the small distillery. Mm -hmm. I want to support the small clothing designer. Yeah. These are the things that are important to me as a person. And they're no longer finding a gap between what's important to them as a person and what's important to their wallet. Yeah. So I want to stay kind of in that space for this next question. And it's, you've had kind words about Milwaukee. You, Milwaukee. you authentically talk about it. Right, it's not just a bullshit to you. It's you, you. I think we've established the city. pretty yeah. damn well that uh, <laughs> Paul's a pretty honest guy. Yeah, we love it. Yes, and so from from purely, and and you can be selfish on this answer, from a pure business perspective. And 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 I'm asking this because Adam asked on the drive here. If someone asked us, why are we driving a, a, a <laughs> podcast about Milwaukee? Why are we going to Evanston? Is, yeah. Going to Evanston <laughs> to have an episode, record an episode. Um, you know, our answer in the car was, hey, we want to partner with companies we believe in. And if we can bridge, and be that bridge, with, right. And want to partner with us to grow. And want to be part business. of Milwaukee, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so what is the pure business interests and again i said you can be selfish on this one so for sure. few you know from that perspective honestly the on the business side it's somewhat silly but the end of the day i like milwaukee <laughs> um i could sell my products everywhere i mean i mean the amount of whiskey we sell in milwaukee is dwarfed by the amount of whiskey we sell in say for example china um, okay yeah you know, i sell more in china than i do in milwaukee uh-huh <laughs> i like milwaukee <laughs> uh so, I mean, you know, what's the business reason? There isn't. It's actually somewhat odd because yeah. I could do better selling few somewhere else. Yeah. But I like Milwaukee. I think it's a great place. I think it's a wonderful place to be. It's got, it's the people. Uh, it's one of the harder places that we sell. 
um, even though it's close because exactly that attitude. Like, well, that's, that's Illinois. There are a bunch of fibs down there. <laughs> I, know what, I know how you think of us. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> how do we, hey, we, we tell him too much. Yeah. <laughs> you reading my hey, diary. Who, who, who flaps their lips on the fibs? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the snitch? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> somebody talked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> But it's our backyard. It's like, this is where I live. Like, why do I live here? Because I love it. And I love, I love Milwaukee. Like we were talking about last week. You know, it's this major city that has everything that you want in a city. Mm-hmm. You've got arts. You've got culture. You've got food. You've got museums. You've got, on top of that, you've got the lake. Oh. I've proven that I really like Lake Michigan because I live, <laughs> you live on it. You know, you've got the lake. You've got Summerfest, which remains – Summerfest is just amazing. Yeah. Uh, and you've got a cost of living that is enviable. Yeah. Because you, sure. can, you can live a really good life in Milwaukee in ways that you really can't lots of places. Um. You know, my wife comes from a uh, large city on the East Coast. And when she moved to Chicago, everybody's like, oh, you'll be back in a year. And she's like, wait a second. This is, this is really good living. Yeah. <laughs> I can do everything I want to do. I have all the arts, food, culture, music, whatever you're into, you got. Uh, I mean, Milwaukee desperately needs a hockey team, as we were talking uh, about. Yes. Pro <laughs> hockey, yes. You definitely need pro hockey. Yeah. Um, the same way Chicago could use a pro football team. <laughs> no comment. You didn't hear it from yeah. us. Sick um, burn. But I, I'm not going to be wearing green and gold. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> you do have a green hoodie on, though. That's a, yeah. It That's is. True. It's understandable. <laughs> it's too close to home. Too it hurts. Sometimes it, it hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah it hurts. Uh, sometimes it, it hurts. <laughs> sometimes the truth hurts, guys. Well, uh, here's the bigger Milwaukee question. How do we get you to Milwaukee to play some pool with Adam and me? Maybe where David. Where you're guaranteed to beat me. While we drink a few. Because uh, I bourbon. totally disagree on that. I'm a terrible pool player. Oh, yes. Oh, then yeah. I will dominate everybody. You are in good company because I am awful. I'm yes. a terrible pool player. I'm That's why I'm inviting that, both of you. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those people that knows the rules and still manages to yeah. screw up everything. And yeah, I, I don't, don't get the angles right. Maybe 60 to 70% of the time I can see the angle. Yes. But maybe 1% of the time I get lucky and hit it. The execution. But I can say, like, oh, all you got to do is go boom, boom, boom. And then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll just sit outside and have a few. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Carry the two have, and then I've got carry the, the two. Have, you, have a fire. <laughs> yeah, six balls fire. in the corner pocket. Yep. But yeah. Talk about how terrible we were at calling our shots. <laughs> you can see the pool table from the backyard. That's good enough. Yeah, that's yeah. good enough. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, but that's that's what whiskey's for too, right? You know, it's not. It isn't about who wins a pool game. Pool's not about who wins the pool game, nope. unless you're betting. But whatever, uh, that's not me. Which yeah. I would love to bet. You, yeah, you guys, both sure of you. Would. Yeah. yeah. So you uh, outed your shark ways <laughs> yeah. already, buddy. We'll play. We'll play some pool, and then we'll play some poker. How's that? Oh, <laughs> I'm out. But yeah, you're um, right. It's about the people. It's about the people. Mm-hmm. It's that you come together with pool. You come together with whiskey, and you know you don't go out and drink whiskey with strangers. You drink whiskey with friends and yeah. family. You yeah. don't play pool with strangers. 
you play pool with friends and family and yeah. you tease each other and you celebrate each other and you're like, oh, that was a great shot. And then you can make fun of the other guy and go, ah, you suck. <laughs> um, but that's... That's what my kids do to me. Right, it's yeah. bringing people together. Pool brings people together the same way whiskey does. And I think that's just a magical thing. Did you shave recently? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I shaved I'm, not st- I'm not stalking you, yeah. People on the podcast are going to be wildly confused. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, only uh, only on my face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> only what we can see. Only what we can see. Well, uh, Paul, this was awesome. Oh, thanks, Steve. Thank you. Oh. Oh, thanks for coming down. Thanks for visiting. Great to see you guys. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'll be up fun. there to play some pool anytime. Yes, yes. Adam. And Wait. we're going to do that blind vodka taste test. <laughs> we will do that. Adam. Steve. And now. Milwaukee's own Black Belt Theater. <laughs>